Welcome everybody to random number 80, Roomies and Movies, that's right, number 80, where we are going to be discussing the first half of Breaking Bad Season 3, which we went episodes 1 through 6, uh, the new movie Bird Box on Netflix, the new Aquaman movie from the DCEU, I don't know if it's still the EU, but, um, and then the return of Mary Poppins. And I saw Bumblebee, which Luke has not. But I'm going. That's about right. Yeah, I saw the favorite instead. Yeah. So that's fair. That's fair. Um, any fantastic news over the Christmas holiday, or anything you want to talk about? Yeah, did you see the fucking trailer for Peel's new movie? No, I didn't. But I was like, son of a bitch, if he's not doing it correctly. Uh, no, he is. When he was just like, ha, 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 to everyone who thought Get Out was a horror movie. This is horror. Nice. Nice. I'm just uh, talking about the aspect that he's he's probably only going to do the one trailer. And it's two months before it comes out. And everybody I know is already on board the hype train. Well, I was on hand before. And to be fair, the trailer kind of gives a lot away. I was was kind of shocked. But... Yeah, but I mean, he's also talked in interviews, so it wasn't too surprising, I suppose. Fair enough. What he's um, this is Boomhouse too, isn't it? Oh, I imagine they're gonna ride that train. He made him so much money. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you you want to know no, what's crazy? Him, but I'm uh, two months away. That fucking what's that? That escape room movie is not Blumhouse. How weird is that? Really, I. I would have bet my bottom dollar that it was Bloomhouse. Yeah, my buddy texted me. He's like, it's not. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it's uh, Is it A24? No, it's Sony and Columbia Pictures. What? Yeah. Huh. Sony's just a real oddball this year. <laughs> I can't think of any movies prior to this year that they really had a their teeth sunk into. But like... Now we're getting like three back to back, where it's Venom, so or Venom, Spider Verse, and then this. Don't talk about Venom. L- listen, you're gonna love. You love Venom. I love Venom, and it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I I can't. Spoiler alert! It's not on my top ten list. <laughs> I can promise you, Venom's not on my top ten either. Um, it's really weird that. Uh, I didn't see the box box office numbers for today or for the weekend, but I think Aquaman topped it, didn't they? Yeah, Just because of China. Yeah, no, I mean even without it, it it was number one. Huh? Wow. I want to say it made like almost seventy here, and it's made like yeah. I think after today, it's made six hundred million worldwide already. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And a lot of that's due to China, isn't it? Yeah, China. It it had made like three hundred million in China already this before this weekend. <laughs> that's fucking wild, man. They love their water stuff, I guess. That's why that stuff. Awesome. When that fucking second Avatar movie finally comes out and it's set in the water, like it's gonna make a big <laughs> deal. China. China's just gonna crush. <laughs> Avatar will reclaim its throne. Oh, Avatar hasn't lost it. It's still number one. No, oh, I thought they lost it to somebody, but the last few couple years they lost domestic. Nice. Uh, 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Force Awakens is the highest domestic because that made dumb money here, but worldwide, it's still mm-hmm. Avatar. Nice. It made a billion dollars. Well, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, it is. I still don't think it. Yeah, I definitely haven't seen that movie yet. So ever, they didn't get any money ever. Ooh, I saw it opening. Night. We'll see it. We'll see it before the sequel. I'm sure. No, I don't think so. And then I the don't. Third one and the fourth one. <laughs> I think I saw a faithful recreation of it uh, on South Park, and I think that's all I need. Probably. <laughs> Uh, any other news you want to talk about over the weekend? Uh, no. Yeah, I think that's about it. Hmm. Uh, so you want to dive into it? Sure. Talk about how great Breaking Bad is. Are you still on board? You still riding that Walt Disney train? I'm still way, way on board. Like it's it's ridiculous because I've set these high expectations, and like. It just keeps subverting all that. Like, I figure they're just going to be making meth and then making more meth and then making a truckload of meth on top of that for, like, each season. Like, just ramps up how much meth they're making over the season. And it, and Walt, it is. Walt has made meth in so long. I was expecting. Yeah. I know. I know. But they're they're making more per each season as as the series goes along, which is crazy. Because, yeah, I mean, like... Now I'm excited to see how much meth they make next season. Because, <laughs> like, the, the, the beginning of this season, it's very, it's very small, and it's, it's these power plays between these characters as opposed to the, the, the over-the-top bombast that the show can have. I mean, the cartel mm-hmm. is definitely lingering in the background, but, you know. Which is so crazy because, like, I don't know. there's a there's something happening in the background that's not hard or it's not easy to describe how the show goes along where it feels like one was very in your face and just completely bingeable like in the night in an evening and um, two kind of fell off that and like they kind of gave all the other characters some room to breathe and whatnot and then now they're going forward with everything and like but it's so chaotic still because like you have Walt that's moving in, moving out and like all these other players in the game putting their two cents in along the way as well and it's just madhouse yeah like you know a lot of shit has happened in the first half of the season but it's all very it seems very small, at least. And even more than that, like, they're still going back in, like, those first... That first... Um, we're still... We're getting to see how they got the RV, and um, Trejo makes a return, and I, when he showed up, I was like, oh, the fucker fooled them, and it was just, like, a mask filled with C4, and he's really alive, and nope, I was wrong. <laughs> no, we had to see how he got his head cut off. But you know that's the show. The yeah. that's uh, the show. Like at least last season, it was this 
nebulous threat of the cartel and now we realize the people who killed trejo are the people who are sitting in walt's bedroom waiting for him to come out you know like it shows how immediate yeah. this threat is yeah. now <clears throat> um which is nuts because like it it didn't feel like there was an escalation and then all of a sudden these guys are sitting on his bed waiting for him to get out of the shower it's like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> because I he has to make it to the end of the series for the most part, I guess. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I'm thrown off. And then I was thinking the other day, I was like, Jesse can't die because they just announced the movie with him. I, well, I guess they could do a, a prequel. Maybe. I don't know if Jesse dies. So <laughs> I'm, I'm worried that Jesse does die. Uh, I don't want him to. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, he's he's in a bad spot this season, though. You know, he's as he is. He views himself as the monster that Walt is, and refuses to believe himself to be, even though he's far more innocent than Walt. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's it's weird the position he's in because, like, it feels like he's found that the good place to work in where he knows he's a bad dude doing bad things and he's just going to live with it. Um, but also he's done using because of these big moments that he had at rehab and missing Jane, I suppose. Yeah. And then, and thinking he had something to do with the whole plane crash over Albert. Like I said, like he blames himself for that, even though it is Walt's fault and you see Walt squirming away from any amount of responsibility and guilt that he might feel over it. Like that scene in the first episode in the school is just like breathtakingly cringy. Like I, like that scene makes my skin crawl when he's just like, you're, (laughs) you know, which one are you talking about? When they're having the school assembly about the plane crash and the, Oh yeah, and he's just like could have been worse. It's just fucking off the rails, <laughs> you know. And like he's he's fucking started on that fucking monologue, and everybody's like, "Shit, maybe we should have asked somebody else." But you know, he's just he's, like fuck. He's trying to assuage himself of any sort of guilt, but you know, literally standing in front of all these people who had you know plane parts and dead bodies rained down on them, and been like, "No, it's not that bad," you know. Plane was only a third full, guys. Could have been a lot more people dead. <laughs> it's such a weird tangential line to take from that. Um, so we don't see the pool incident or anything at all now. Because it was really weird last season when they, they had like shit laid out that looked like it was Waltz. And like it looked like it was an explosion from there. And then he finds the eyeball from the one puppet yet. Um, yeah, that shit's just a just a wild ride. Um, and then like, so Walt would have had to get his the rest of the windows in his uh, vehicle changed except the windshield. You don't know if the other one because so. I know they showed a shot and like it, it, like all the side windows were busted too. Mm, I don't know. You're probably just being more continuous than most of the people are. If there was. Probably. But, you know, it's just there so that he can get maced and then Jesse can throw a rock through his new window. <laughs> Which is good on him. He deserved it. 
Being a dick. <laughs> but you know. Um. Like... So the first. No, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so first episode opens up with the assassins like crawling on the ground. Um, one point of contention. So the place where they crawl to in the first episode is that the same place that the cop shows up to check on the one, the one no. lady? No, okay. in the, the um, throughout because... the whole first episode, it's them praying to the Santa Maria and then crossing the border into Texas. Because they're in Mexico. Okay. And then, okay. then when the cop shows up, that's on like reservation land in New Mexico where they're hiding out. Okay. Fair enough. Um, then you get Skylar uh, deciding to file for divorce, find the lawyer, and then the $3 million, off- $3 million offer from uh, the dude at Polo. Yes, Gustavo. Which sets him up. Gustavo. Um, which I, I knew. So. He's making probably a hundredth of what he has given him for half a million for only three million. Yeah. That doesn't quite see. But I mean, there is almost zero risk involved. Not when they have a sweet um, super he lab. Have any of the supplies to worry about. No. And he has a super lab. Yeah, just come build an, our That's super true. lab with a hidden laundromat door. <laughs> so wild. Um, so then, episode two, Jesse buys that house from his parents. Uh, you get the iconic shot of the pizza on the garage, <laughs> which I was waiting for that because I knew about it, but I had no idea how they got. Oh, there. you knew about all uh, um, all the people throw pizzas on that house and like they had to put a fence up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, you get the uh, moving back into the house and then the assassins almost uh, pretty much almost killing Walt. Um, there's a nice ring around the rosy game going on with Gustavo, uh, Saul, and the hired gun, I guess. Well, it's not even Saul. Um, where you know, it, Mike works for Gus and tangentially helps out Saul, you know? Because, oh, okay. you know, many times, like, when Mike and, and Gus meet, you know, he's like, should I tell the lawyer? And Gus is like, no, he doesn't need to know anything. You know, he's Mike really works for Gus more than Saul. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so then episode three starts off with Trejo losing his head. Um, then they have the square off Skylar and Walt uh, calling Skylar's bluff. Uh, Jesse starts cooking again. And then Skylar cheating cheats on Walt at the end of the episode, which fucking massive props to Cranston for that last like minute of where he just wants to scream and fucking like has every right to, but just maintains control. And like it's little moments like that sprinkled throughout the series that really makes him just such a fucking incredible actor yeah, no Cranston's <laughs> great and I think what what I love about it is that he I don't think anyone else could play it the way that he does where he can be totally believable as this ruthless evil man but also as like this really funny lovable dad you know he it's not like a difference you know like Tony Soprano was always an asshole you never saw like you would never believe him to be this other side where you see both sides to wall. Mm-hmm. 
Nice. Oh. Plus, Plus, he's so fucking funny. Like the scene where him and Saul try and fight, he's just like slapping Saul. In the <laughs> so good, so good. Um, so episode four, you get uh, Jesse trading meth for gas, which is so smooth. That, um, that scene's so good. <laughs> so so good. Um, Jesse using Walt's formula, and then uh, Hank uh, finding the. Uh, What's his name? Combo's parent is the one who owns the RV that they took from. Um, then episode five shows them actually getting the RV back in way back in season one. Uh, Walt starts making in his own lab. Yeah, but we missed. Um, Don't forget then, the scene though, where like instead of like a nice good job, son, you know, like he immediately is disgusted that Jesse is using his recipe and doing it just as well you know he you know he keeps throwing into it can't be as good you probably fucked this up and he realizes he taught him well but mm-hmm. can't take any pride in that because he's such a giant asshole yeah 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 um and then gomi getting the promotion to el paso because uh hank's still having problems dealing with what happened down there and like everybody wants to help him but he has no idea how to let people in, I suppose. How it, how into you um, were, how, how much were you into that bar fight, though? <laughs> I was like, when he put his gun back in the vehicle and then goes back in, I was like, so the dude just wants an ass kicking, I suppose. Um, just looking for a reason to make anything like make sense, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's a great scene. Um, his partner that was just like, why the fuck are we here? What are we doing? <laughs> um, then you have 16 cooking again. Uh, Hank finally finds Jesse's RV because he leads into it because they're going to crush it, which was surprising to me. Um, when they started looking for the RV, I was like, uh, I've seen this thing go around to comic cons and stuff. So it's like when they broke it down and like crushed it I was like huh they really fucking went for it <laughs> like it it didn't make sense that that didn't survive the series considering it's such iconic to the the show itself yeah, I mean it, um, you'll, you'll see it again in flashbacks and stuff but yeah that the RV is dead and we've moved on to super labs huh that's fucking wild um and then the last scene uh you have Gus giving Hank up to the assassins. So yes, I'm pretty excited about the next next half of the season. And we're halfway through the series now. Yeah. And it's it's uh, it's the same feeling I had when Hannibal like we started moving closer to the end point and had more less than we had started with. So um so one last thing <sighs> the series fucking great to touch on I suppose. Um what are you getting from Walt's new cooking partner? Gale. Um, I feel like he. Hmm. It feels like he's a cop. Okay. <laughs> um. It feels like he's just put there as like a lookout and like to make sure or like kind of like scoop the recipe from Walt, so like they don't need him anymore. Mm-hmm. 
bingo. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, but, it, <laughs> but you know, the way he's asking all these yeah. questions about how are you doing this? How are you doing that? You know, and Gus knows he only got his wallet for a couple months, you know? Yeah. But that's so, so, uh, God damn it. This series does a great job of like expediting things. Um, and like it, it'll jump from month to month, but then we're in the sweet pocket where all this stuff happens in like a day and like, <laughs> there's just so, so much chaos being thrown around. Um, what I got from the partner was that Walt kind of wants to cook with Jesse and it's not about the chemistry at all. It's just the kind of fucking around breaking breaking the law side that Walt likes, but he can't admit that to himself to be and let Jesse cook with it. Yeah, there's so, even that part where it'll be interesting. where Gail's talking to him, you know, and he says there's criminals and then there's criminals, you know, what we do is not really bad. And like that's what Walt is getting off on. It's the beat it's not the cooking, it's the mm-hmm. the power he gets from doing it. Yeah. And you see that like he's trying He's making moves in the worst kind of ways, especially when, like when he goes after the the uh, principal after Skylar had cheated on him, and he's just looking for a way to get back at her now. And it's like all the wrong moves, and like that classic fucking design where he's just making bad decisions, and like shit kind of works out for him. Uh, because without that, he probably would have not gone back to cooking. But yeah. like, shit always works out for Walt. <laughs> Nothing sticks to him. <laughs> yeah, it's weird to see the dynamics of the characters, and it's like, so Walt doesn't have cancer per se right now; it's in remission. But I, it feels like all the decisions he's starting to make again. It's putting him in a bad place where all this negativity is like eroding at his soul again, which might make the cancer come back. But if you're harping on this only couple months that the assassins have to get him, like it makes me wonder if the last two seasons are these next two months then, or if he gets some time bought again by the assassins getting taken care of by someone else. And it's like, there's so many questions that I'm excited to get answered, but I'm just enjoying the ride so far. Yeah, yeah I'm just excited for the next episode. Uh. <laughs> it was real hard not to go forward just one more episode, especially when you're like, we're going to save that for next next week. I'm like, it's, it's one of those things where like, <laughs> this show's always been good to great. Like, the next episode's the first time that you're kind of like, Oh shit, this is brilliant. What what are they doing, oh god? Nice. Nice. Um yeah, I'm guessing we're going to see a lot of Hank uh in like the power play between him and the assassins. Well, so. just not even that. Think of like he knows that RV is the one that's cooking meth and he knows Pinkman's in there. Yeah. And he also knows that they just faked that his wife was in a deadly car accident to get him out of there. Like the face he had yeah, at the end of that episode was not of a man who's going to let this go. Mm-hmm. Damn. Fucking. Now I'm really excited about next episode. 
So, uh, moving on from there, uh, you want to talk Aquaman first? What else we have to talk about? No, let's save Aquaman because I have Ooh, I yeah. have things to talk about. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, so uh, let's go with uh, Mary Poppins then. How did you like it? It's it falls in this category of weird, all right movies that like um Christopher Robin was in and like there was another one this year that I can't think of but like they're all right but I don't like necessarily think they're for me and I really don't think I saw the first Barry <laughs> listen I can tell you it's been a long time since I've seen the first one uh yeah to the point like the movie I don't remember a ton I remember the songs you know more than anything um Okay. You know, I remember Let's Go Fly a Kite and Supercalifragilistic and Spoonful of Sugar. And, and I remember Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, I'm terrible sure accent. I've never seen it. <laughs> um, but I mean, you don't have to have seen it to understand what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. That said, it's a weird movie. Uh, also, you know, also really strange fucking. Was that Angela Lansbury at the I'm, end with the balloon? Yeah, I'm assuming that was supposed to be um, Julie Andrews, the original Mary Poppins, but she refused to come back for the movie so because angela lansbury was the scariest part of this whole movie uh there's a lot of weird like it's weird it's a weird it's a, it also just feels like it, it feels like this was just a move on lin-manuel's part like he's gotten some big roles but like this was like a heavy Disney movie, like he had a very like a moderate starring role in, and like he kind of it. It feels like he was the driving force for it. Well, I'm sure Disney just so was like the he could have the force. songs and whatnot. And honestly, there's no one else you oh, cast yeah. but Lynn in that role because you need someone who can sing. Oh yeah. Um, like God bless him. He tries so hard throughout that movie. I think he's kind of like dorkily endearing in a sense. Uh. You know, yeah, he's got yeah. a terrible accent and his character's kind of trash, but um, no, it's just, it's a weird um, like throwback to like 60s movies. It, it feels like it's just very nostalgic for those times, but it's also a very like it's like a very like dour and adult movie at times like for a lot of it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, and it just, it just kind of didn't feel like it was the movie that it should have been like as long as someone is singing and or there's animated animals around it's fun to watch but uh mm-hmm. but there's also like weird long takes of people doing bmx tricks and... <laughs> uh so so strange and there's weird like daddy's yelling at us children even though we're the only thing holding the family together things that are it's like really kind of heavy and then there's that whole scene where uh the duet between uh lynn and emily blunt when they're in the cartoon world that's all about fucking (laughs) (laughs) all right then take that away you need to oh come on that song is about fucking (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't even, I, see, that's the weird part, is, like, none of these songs really stuck in, in my head, and, like, I couldn't tell you any of the songs that were 
No, that's the problem. I saw it last night, and like, like I'm already kind of forgetting, but I remember the songs from the original. You know, they're not they're not bad by any part. Yeah, I don't remember anything from cartoon. I, I don't remember the song from the cartoon world. And they're singing about don't don't like, Ooh, don't judge was, a book by its cover. But huh. but they're all like flashing their video games. See, and... and that that just made me think like they were pointing out the fact that the uh, crooked guy was the guy to keep your eye sure on. but they were also singing about how the lady was just wearing two leaves and a branch over her puss oh yeah yeah. oh yeah yeah hmm i don't know what a weird movie i think it it's nostalgic for the generation ahead of and us. then there's also the part and like we don't have that to lean on so. and then there's also this weird thing of like what other- what is mary poppins and where does she draw the line on how she intervenes <laughs> you know like because yeah. towards the end of the movie, you know, like, all the fucking lamplighters are, like, trying to climb Big Ben. And she's like, well, they fucked up and can't do it. I'm just flying up. It's like, you could have done that 20 minutes ago. <laughs> you guys have your intent. But if you guys can't get quite get there, uh, I'll go up and just knock, knock the clock. She's back. like this rogue trickster god that just kind of floats in and fucks with people's <laughs> lives and then floats out. But it's so weird. Like this. Well, I guess they aren't wealthy family. Um, but they were pretty wealthy in the first movie, weren't they? Fuck, dude, I don't remember. They had that house apparently, <laughs> and it was never quite explained why that house was so important to the bank. But I guess they were just turning profit. Yeah, the bank was just making um, money. You get that crazy. The crazy quick dance tune from Dick Van Dyke. It's like, where did that come well, from? Everybody needs to calm down right It's because he was in the first one. Yeah, to, you know, well, they get him back to do that. a little two-step and then look like he... Like, I couldn't understand <laughs> a word he was saying, though. Yeah. It was like half of his neck um, in his mouth. And, <laughs> and also the, I don't the know. Weird, just super the weird like Meryl Streep version of Mary Poppins' cousin. Man. Yeah, there's a lot of just weird things that just kept the bowl and they never got the bowl back or something. I don't fucking know. Just so strange. It's just weird. There's not a lot. There was a part I'm not gonna lie when like when uh, they were like, you know, you have till the stroke of midnight on Friday to get us the money or we take your house, and then when like. They go visit Mary Poppins' cousin. She's like, it's Wednesday. I hate Wednesday. So I was like, oh, fuck. We got two more days of this shit. Oh, God. <laughs> but then they just cut to Friday at midnight. Yep. Yep. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I was half tempted to pull out my phone to check the time. A dude when was... They were like, it's Wednesday. I was like, son of a, a bitch. A dude, like, six seats to the left of me was just on his phone the whole time. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> But then, when the movie ended, there was at least a dozen people in the back who started clapping for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, two rows behind... Like, two full rolls right behind me were like, that's a great movie, and just started fucking clapping their ass off. I was like, what are we doing? What? What? Get out of here. What drives me... Like, it's fine. Like, like the movie if you want to. That's cool. But, like, when when it screened for critics, like, two or three weeks ago, and everyone's just like... Mary Poppins Oscar contender. I was like, what the fuck were they talking about? <laughs> She's the only 
fun part of that movie for the most oh, part. Oh, and I'm saying like everything they were, else is they just were talking so... blunt for actress in the movie for best picture. That's ridiculous. Yes, it is. That is ridiculous. <laughs> I, was like, no. I was like, get out of here with your bad so... Twitter takes. <laughs> That's the last criticism I listened to, um, but uh, it's all right. It it was an all right movie. It's just weird. What I would say is like pull up the soundtrack on Spotify and listen to it. And if like the songs you don't like them, you're not gonna like the movie. You know, because like yeah, they're the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Even though they're weird, it's just really strange. God, really weird. But, so. but bless Manuel for trying so hard. Like he was. When they were doing like the "Here's How Street Urchins Talk" song, and he was just like mugging to the cameras, he's trying to dance. It's like you're trying so hard. <laughs> yep, yep. So, uh, going from there to, did you like Bird Box? <laughs> I can tell in your voice you didn't. That was a very high pitched question. No, 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 no. Did you did you like it? I will say that. It's better than a quiet place. Hmm, that's interesting. I feel like they're very similar, and I really enjoy both of them. Well, that's good, I suppose. Yeah, when you when <laughs> when I get a text from you, and like, oh, you really like Quiet Place, so you're gonna really hate this. I was like, son of a bitch. Well, it's so like it's so tonally different, <sighs> you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Hit- but it feels like. Like, they're, you know, different sides of the co- same coin, you know? Like, they're dealing with the, very yeah. much the same themes and everything, but in different ways. It's, it's really interesting how filmmakers are doing these crazy things, like, with Annihilation and Hush, and, like, these two, like, they're doing great jobs of letting the audience imagine the bad thing, and then when it is realized which in this movie it wasn't necessarily realized but like it's doing a great job of gapping bridging that gap between like the book and the movie part where like they leave so much to the imagination for a book but like this movie like the way things were um unfolding were very interesting um and like these deadly creatures that you just couldn't see. And like, I know you don't watch Ruby, but like they had a character probably a month ago that was revealed. That's kind of like this, this emotional sucking that like, it just drains you of all your energy. And basically you just die in your sleep because you just don't have the will to go on anymore. And it's these, like we've gotten such great creatures. It feels like in the early two thousands, mid 90s that like really i want you to leading into this uh this really great ones out there come on the relic you have del toro's like all of del toro's creatures are very much fun and imaginative um don't give me that bullshit they are they're great you have the fucking kaiju from the pacific rims are awesome still talking del toro but i mean those are I know, I'm still Dr. Del Toro. Um, that's really about it. That's all you need. <laughs> um, anyway, can 
continue on your train of thought. I I sidetracked you by calling you out on this monster. Shit. But yeah, I I was trying to avoid all the spoilers I could because everybody was talking about Bird Box this weekend. And I knew I I would have to save it because I just didn't have time over the last three days for the holidays and whatnot. So it was interesting going to this movie almost completely blind <laughs> I think he did um, <laughs> and seeing how they're storytelling because it seemed like elements from the story didn't quite make sense like why couldn't this, these creatures get inside a building maybe they're but, I mean that was fine enough. I don't know I mean it's possible oh but then you get these um, eerie moments from when the guy has all those drawings in it Reminded me of the endless when like they were drawing this deity that had them all trapped in a loop and like it brought all these little pieces from the shows we have seen over this year and like really great pieces, um, but the not being able to see and needing to get somewhere was fascinating. And um, her having two kids, like I was like, did they? Did they just not? Were they just not able to tell that she's going to have twins? And then when the other pregnant lady came in, it's like, oh, obviously she's going to have the have to take care of both kids. So, um, yeah, it was really interesting. Um, this little group of people, the fucking John Malkovich's, Malkovich's wife scene was fucking freaked me out. <laughs> Quite just sitting in a burning when car. She just gets in the burning car and sits down. She just she's like, "Fuck it." <laughs> I was like, "What are these fucking creatures?" So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think. Um, what do you think? Uh, I like it. I think. Um, I think Bullock gives a really strong performance. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's a super interesting world. I think some of it's just clunky though, uh, but I don't think it's clunky in the way of like the quiet place with like we finally realized loud sounds make them die we figured like you would figure that out but you know like it's clunky yeah. in storytelling like when she gets to the refuge at the end and her OBGYN was there and she's like oh my god you made it yeah. I'm like go fuck yourselves no <laughs> you didn't earn this um, but I think there's some really like I think jumping back and forth kind of kills any some narrative tension um obviously you knew yeah. that tom didn't make it because he wasn't on the boat with them um you knew th- but the, but i like the point of where you realize that one of the kids is hers and one is the other woman's but you don't know which one's which until they get birth yeah in that and also timeline. at that point yeah, also at that point that um, where her sister's like, you're going to have the daughter. It's like, oh, well, when the daughter gets out of the boat and tries to go help her, like, and all these moments that lead up to that, like, there's great little artistic choices like that. And it's it's still pretty unclear, like, if kids are completely affected like the adults are. Uh, it, it feels like they were, but it. I mean, there was only the two kids we saw in the film. Yeah, and I imagine so, they weren't uh, rushing to throw, show children committing suicide in this film. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, for, but for sure. uh, yeah, what was I gonna say? I lost my train of thought. I don't know. It was crazy how quick it all kicked off. Like from the span of oh, it's just in Russia, so it's not a big deal, and then she realized like this person bashing her head against the window was that was what they were talking oh. about. And like, they have to get the fuck out of there. I know what I was going to say. I think it's fairly reductive that people with mental illness become like messengers for these things, as opposed to, you know, it's like, why is you see two people not affected in terms of like killing themselves mm-hmm. throughout the film. And both people are, referred to as you know being slightly crazy or coming from a mental hospital i think that's sort of derisive like does that mean like i have really bad anxiety does that mean i have a mental disorder and i'm not going to kill myself but we'll try and make other people means i've got i'm gonna have a shotgun trained on you for sure (laughs) didn't help also malkovich just being malkovich just being in the garage why did he just smash a window and let himself in like (laughs) What a ridiculous... Because Malkovich is getting up there in age. What a ridiculous... He's not there right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but uh, the whole on the way to the grocery store scene was crazy. Oh, it's just a speed bump. Um, The birds. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That was one heck of a speed bump. Um, But yeah, the birds were kind of... Quite explained. It doesn't matter. Um, but enough, yeah, enough to. Well, considering it's part of the name of the t- the fucking movie, well, birds. It yeah. kind of. I don't know. Maybe dogs yeah. did too. But we haven't seen any dogs. Um, I don't know. It's <laughs> fair. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think the I thing was a great acknowledgement at the end, like. They finally figured out how to tell the good from the bad. And um, I'm sure when you got close to that sanctuary with the birds, basically keeping everything away, um, there would be a lot of creatures like that. And like, kind of seems like a scene kind of reminiscent from Aquaman where like they're getting to this point of salvation where, but they have to get through this massive amount of creatures and whatnot, but yeah, yeah, I think everybody did a great job. Do you think those monsters get to the place at the end and like, ah, fuck, they're all blind? Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. They just read it and they're like, these guys, we can't affect these people. So, ah, shit. Yeah, our takeover of the world is done. <laughs> they got us. God damn it. Um, but yeah. That's all I got for Bird Box. Yeah. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's one of their better original ones, I suppose. Yeah, fucking watch it. Don't don't fucking listen to anything else. I mean, uh, obviously, we spoiled the shit ton, so you should have watched it beforehand. That's that's on you. That's not on us. So how was the 4D experience for Aquaman? It was the dumbest $20 I've spent in a while. I was so close to pulling the trigger on 3D just because you'd see it in 4D. Well, but I was like, I can't. Let's start with the first thing. 4D does not actually include the 3D version. It's still a 2D version of the movie. 
Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, 4D is basically you're put in a rumble chair and it rumbles along with the movie. Oh, there is more, sir. <laughs> there is more. <laughs> please, please describe. One, they're the most uncomfortable seats ever because it's like sitting in a roller coaster seat. Uh, where nice. They have a disclaimer where like, you gotta go to the bathroom during the movie. Be careful because your seat might be fucking moving when you try and stand up. So that's on you, not on. Awesome. Uh, it has uh, a bar <laughs> where you have to put your feet at all times. Uh, nice. And it doesn't just rumble. It straight like tilts precipitously forward and backwards and shakes and moves <laughs> left and right and tilts everywhere. Um Oh man, what nice. Uh the first five minutes were everyone in the theater just laughing at fucking <laughs> the shit that was we were moving to and stuff. Um so the opening scene where there's the big storm at the lighthouse, you know. Uh yeah, you yeah. quickly learn that there's fucking strobe lights in the ceiling that go off when the lightning does, and then continues throughout the movie when nice. gunfire does. Um <laughs> When Atlanta is uh, at the lighthouse pregnant and she's like standing on top of the lighthouse and it's snowing, motherfuckers, they piped in fake snow and we're spinning it over everybody. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Fucking awesome. My favorite thing, where I just don't know if it was the seat I was in, but the guy in the row in front of me and two seats over... They kept spraying him in the face with water and he kept taking his glasses off to clean them. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh god, I would have been so <laughs> He looks he looked like he wanted to die. Um But they just do a bunch of horse shit like that. Uh this like when you went underwater for the first time, you're the, like the seat bubbled, so it felt like there's bubbles on your ass. Uh, when <laughs> when uh, when Black Manta's dad got stabbed, like they have like pressure sensitive points in the chair, so it, like stabs you in the back as well. <laughs> then... <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! And then the weirdest thing. When they're in fucking Italy and Mara's like smelling the flowers for the first time, they piped in the smell of flowers. It was disgusting. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome from an onlooker. I never want to fucking see that ever. And also, like, but I'm so glad you experienced it. Just fucking air cannons everywhere, man. Like, so when, like, <laughs> when a trident gets thrown, they blow you in the face with fucking air. But it's not just like you. So, which is by? But it's not like you just feel it. It's like <laughs> you hear it go off. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, that was my 4D <laughs> experience. So, did you enjoy the movie? Uh, it's fine. I have problems with it. Yeah. Mostly, I just want to bitch about 4D. But, uh, That's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, I'm in the same ball- the same ballpark. It's it's worse than Wonder Woman, better than Suicide Squad and Justice League. So that throws you. Yeah. Um, I think it's too long. <laughs> like that fucking. It, this felt like they were like. That's for sure. Listen, we get one Aquaman movie. We're putting fucking 
everything in it. <laughs> um, also, I just can't buy Owlman as a, a bad guy. What? He's Ocean Master, son. Didn't you see his sweet mask? No. You know what drove me crazy? No. When there was like, Big old f- when he's like, I am Orm, your younger brother. And I was like, bitch, you're like 20 years older than Momoa. What are you talking about? <laughs> the, the thing that drove me crazy was every everybody's hair, mainly Drogo's. Um, and like it, it was CG'd, but it was CG'd like just a little too short. Like, um, like this is a movie that like it looks fine now, but in like three years, these effects are going to be so dated oh, yeah. and it's going to look awful. Because like, oh yeah, like ninety percent of the shots, I'd be like, oh, they're probably going to shoot, you know, dry for wet. They're going to film them dry like they did uh shape of water and they're gonna overlay it to make it look like mm-hmm. water no it just looks like they sl- slap their nope. faces on cg bodies like everyone's just floating around and swimming yep. in circles and... which they totally did with the foe because that motherfucker is not that <laughs> and like whew, i had a real problem with the foe well they aged him down in the flash first of all I, sure. I had no idea that he was in the movie and then i was like is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? Uh, who fucking knows? What about fucking uh, goddamn Dolph Lundgren? Huh? What about him? I haven't heard you say anything yet. <sighs> I did. Drago's hair. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Fucking. <laughs> I thought you were saying called Drago. It was Momoa's character from oh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Listen, all the hair underwater was terrible. <laughs> all of it. Um, I did like Mara. She was cool. Um, she was awful. I, I like this movie enough. I like this movie enough. Um, it feels like the, if the DCEU is still a thing, uh, they're making close replica to comic book movies, whereas the MCU is definitely trying to make it realistic. Where they these guys just fucking go full ham and they're, they're like fucking. Who cares? Creatures fighting creatures. Well, yeah, which they should. Like, all movies should do that. Even the MCU yeah. should have its own ass to do that. Um, yeah, for sure. I think uh, my main problem with the movie, uh, I feel Aquaman as a character doesn't really have any agency in the film. He's just kind of led around by characters left and right and doesn't really have his own narrative until you get to the stuff with his mom towards the end. Uh Otherwise, you know, it just feels like Mara shows up. She's like, you got to find Orm. And he's like, I don't want to. Oh, well, he, he, he caused some waves. I better go talk to him. And we need to go get this trident. I don't want to. We have to. Okay, let's go do that. You know, it's a lot of he's just led around by these other characters. Yeah. And then when he gets anywhere, yeah, which it's just him standing there and then all these characters shouting exposition at him. Like, you know. Well, he has to get all seven of the underwater armies, and then he becomes Ocean Master, and we can't have that. You know, it's like just <laughs> calm, calm it down a little. But for him having Aquaman's actual fucking gear at the end was fucking pretty badass. It was, but like, like they made they made the orange actually look cool, and fucking the orange and green suit. Like, I was like, okay, that's pretty classy. But compared to everybody around him, like. Everybody else looks like trash. <laughs> also, the fucking weird army from underwater that had water suits. That I don't know. 
it's a lot of weird. There's just it, there's a lot of mess. It's a lot of like we're underwater, and I I don't know. I haven't read a ton of Aquaman or even like Namor stuff to do the Marvel equivalency, but like you know, I've read like John's run and some Justice League stuff and whatever. But like, I always thought there were people. Then all of a sudden, there's fucking crabs being all angry and stuff, and you're like, wait, what? Crabs are <laughs> part of the war. And the mermaids, I guess. I don't fucking. There's a lot of shit that just was too weird. Uh, but they go there. Also, still fun. Um, big like big fan of Manta though. I I've always liked the design of Black Manta and like that they did really because I really thought it was awful. No, the big fucking helmet with the huge eyes. It's great. It just it just looked too. I think the off-putting part about that was like he got this advanced technology and then just shredded it apart and made it better. A spray-painted suit, <laughs> fucking that shows built helmet. That's no different than like Tony Stark building his suit. You know, it's a, a genius adapting with things and making it better. It shows how the level. It does, but but at that point, all they showed him as was a blunt object. Yeah. And just shooting with a gun. <laughs> he pulled a he so. he pulled a fucking false flag operation on the Atlanteans. He's not just a blunt object. No, come on, that was so transparent. It was very fucking obvious that what was going on. I don't know. I think the writing should have had a one more over. I think then you would have solved a lot of that problem that you had with the. Aquaman not having agency and just being led around, but like, well, there's that. There was some that was just messy. And there's like, well, I feel like they were just they wanted to rush to bombast and do all these action scenes and whatever. That you take away the actual, yeah. the actual interesting stuff like that. You know, like this is another villain. You know, if you follow fucking uh, Killmonger and then Thanos and now this, of where like I'm kind of like they're right. I kind of side with the villain, you know. When when Aquaman comes, he's like, "You can't do this to the surface." And Orm's just like, "Here they are killing all these animals. Here they are dumping toxic waste <laughs> in the ocean. They're fucking our." Also, I just wanted to see how that fucking fight would go because don't they just get to the edge of the ocean and like come step into the water? I dare you. Yeah, because uh, they really fucking can't get anywhere. Uh, and then. Uh, like, and I think it's so interesting that, like, the warning, you know, they they spit all the pollution and all of our warships back onto land. Like, there's interesting stuff in there, and there's, like, but no, we need to make jokes about swamp butts and do a really half-hearted love story that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he rides that fucking kaiju up, I was like, oh, yeah, let's get some. <laughs> sure. Uh of course, Aquaman, the most powerful, is going to ride this beast. That war fight was just so ridiculous. It, it reminded me of something of like from the prequels. Like there was just so much going on that, like, I don't care about any of this. Yeah. Because yeah. at one point, I was just like, Aquaman's on a giant kaiju and he's taken over everyone's mounts plus all the animals in the sea. Like, how is anyone still fighting against him? And like, there's literally like. A fucking shark and NATO and Orm is just like swatting it away. He's like, oh no, that's cool. I, I got a trident too, guys. I'm real powerful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But 
don't know. What Abraham, did you have a problem with Mara? Yeah, she, hmm, she. There's no chemistry between her and Momoa, and I think she's just really flat. Yeah, that's for sure. Which is weird because, like, I like Amber Heard. Like, fuck, I'd, I'd watch All the Boys Love Mandy Lane in a heartbeat again, but like, and I think she's great in it. Mm-hmm. But like, she's just so flat with everything here. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, uh, you get the scenes from the trailer where she just jumps. <laughs> they jump out of the fucking plane. It's like I don't know. there's some really ridiculous off the wall stuff, but I don't know. It, 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 I thought they did a good representation of her being this kind of water witch. I don't know. I'm guessing she was the only one with that power because they were so surprised that when uh, she made the air bu- bubble around Orm when they were fighting. Man, I don't know. I I don't know that she's the only one. I'm sure there's others, but I don't fucking I hmm. I I claim ignorance on the intricacies of Aquaman. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but you liked it. It's number two in the DCEU. Uh, Which isn't saying much. No, I think it's three. <laughs> I I think I'd watch Man of Steel again before those. That's fair. I'll give you that. But again, um, it's all the solo movies are fine to great. It's when they just try and they yeah. shove all that shit together that it's just a steaming pile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I even rolled by eyes when they brought up Seth and Wolf again. I was like. Mm. I love how like just no one like even seemed like because didn't at the end of Justice League they like they came out to everyone and like we're fucking Justice League and we saved everybody and everyone in this movie is just like who's this Aquaman that we've heard stories about I'm like bitch you like you stood on the step of Congress uh, Aqua Boy Aqua Boy and we want to get selfies with Fish him Boy while he gets drunk also if you could drink that much it's fine to drive oh, you're fine of course. He's Aquaman. <laughs> How great would that, that have been if, like, like the the big seawall comes and like he has to save his dad from dying in the fucking truck and stuff in the Marowak club? She's like, you just fell asleep because you were driving drunk and you almost killed your father. None of this happened. And Here you go. And we just get a really I was, like. Adult I was film. like, are we getting that Superman moment where he can't save his dad? <laughs> oh fuck! So. There you have it. Uh, what are we watching for next week, then? Uh, we're going to talk about Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. And then I think we'll do the back half of season three. And then I think we'll just do our top tens because okay. there's nothing opening. Uh, also, we got to watch the new Black Mirror. Listen, there's no reason to. It's fine. We're doing it. We're doing it. Yes. There, there's no reason to. Because if it is a fucking choose your own adventure, we're going to get two different stories and then I'm going to bitch about how bad it is. And you'll be like, no, because you didn't get the story that I did. You chose the wrong choices. <laughs> and I don't want to have that argument. I know. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> I want to have that argument. So, Do you see they recorded like five oh, yeah. hours of footage for this fucking thing? No, I didn't. I only saw that it was a choose your own adventure thing. I was like, yep. Let's do it. Yeah, they're like um, they're like it's a but you want they're like it's a ninety minute movie, but we shot three hundred and twenty minutes of footage for it. That's wild. Um, so do you want to save it for next week then? Or no, I mean we can we can do it. I'm just saying like it's gonna be a horseshit thing when 
if I'm like narratively okay. the characters are inconsistent because they do this and you're like oh it didn't happen in my story <laughs> fair that's fair so we'll do that and then our top 10 yeah I'm excited so join us next year yeah. for that yeah fuck it will be next year oh. finally get that joke again uh, do you want to do it Thursday next week again uh, I'd have it'll have to be I don't know I think I work Thursday we'll figure it out though but okay right on uh so yeah watch that stuff and come join us but that said, for our top 10 that said hereditary is streaming on prime if you need to touch up on it before you make your list i have no want to ever see that movie ever again i'm just saying you should probably touch base with it again before you make your top 10 okay <sighs> maybe <laughs> but there's a very unlikely chance of that happening so that's what we got for you next week. So we'll bring that to you to your tables and we'll see you for random number 81 next week. Later. Peace, pineapple, and all that good stuff. Go see all movies in 4D. It's the only way. <laughs>